You may not know this, but it can be quite an intimidating task to preach the hard truths of the gospel when you know who is in the audience. The tendency is to bend the message to fit a certain person or a certain group's preference. It can be the same way in witnessing as well. You don't want to offend anybody. You don't want to cause controversy. You don't want to be disagreeable. I get it. But what we see in John the Baptist is consistency even under fire. He continually pointed people away from himself and towards Jesus. Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. In John chapter 1 verse 19 it says this, And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. So not only is a faithful witness understanding that their message is confrontational, but even in the midst of that, they stay consistent to the message of the gospel. So notice, what we read was John the Baptist's testimony when these guys showed up. The question was asked, John, did your message change when the religious leaders showed up? Did you soften it up? Did you bend it? Did you remove the edge? Did you tone it down? The writer, John the Apostle, is very emphatic in verse 20 as to what John the Baptist said. So remember, it says, he confessed, did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. So there's a threefold emphasis here. He confessed, did not deny, but confessed. The word confess means to say the same word. And the idea is one of consistency. Does your story now match up with what your story has been in the past? The word was oftentimes used in a judicial setting when someone was on trial. Is it consistent? Is this a consistent word? And here, when the confrontation was right in front of him, John the Baptist's message was consistent. He didn't deviate from what he had been saying all along when the religious leaders were not present. So I want you to see what John the Apostle or John the Baptist is not doing. He's not taking advantage of this opportunity for himself to promote himself. He had a following already, and he could have gained a much larger one by attaching to himself one of these three titles, Messiah, Elijah, or the Prophet. Well, the Messiah, of course, was the anointed one of God that the people and the Jewish leaders were waiting to come. But they were also under the scriptural impression that Elijah would return right before the Messiah appeared. And it was also predicted in Deuteronomy 18 that a prophet like Moses would rise up one day. And so the people and the religious leaders were constantly on the lookout for one of these three people. John the Baptist could have easily grabbed onto one of those titles and ridden it into popularity like a wave coming into the sea. In fact, Jesus says that John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah. But John was so unconcerned with himself that he didn't even realize that's what was going on. John the Baptist was willing to forego status, fame, clout, influence, a bigger following in order to maintain a consistent witness. This was John's chance to make a name for himself. Finally, some recognition around here. This was his chance to go from wilderness to wealth to stop eating grasshoppers and start having grass-fed beef. But rather, he had no concern for himself. His attitude was, Jesus must increase, I must decrease. And this is what a spirit-filled witness looks like. It's consistent under fire. As you pray today, please remember Sam Jordan and his family, our missionaries in Jordan. And also remember the American Sign Language LifeWord broadcast that's viewed throughout the United States.